Welcome to TikTok Radio. I'm your host, Victoria Jameson. I'm a verified TikTok creator and professional makeup artist based in Dallas, Texas. After gaining over 800,000 TikTok followers in just six months, I became obsessed with helping aspiring creators and entrepreneurs unlock their full potential on the fastest growing app in the world. If you're looking to find your niche, increase your income, and build your influence with short form video content, then you are in the right place. My goal for this podcast is to inspire and empower you with actionable tips and insight from top TikTok creators so that you can master the For You page and build your brand on TikTok and beyond. There's no better time to start than right now. Let's dive into this week's episode of TikTok Radio. Welcome back to TikTok Radio. It's your girl, Victoria, and today we are talking about haters. There's so much hate and negativity and toxicity on the internet, and today we're talking about how to manage that and protect your mental health as a creator online. I think it's so easy for us to hyper-focus on the opinions of others and hyper-focus on the naysayers and the negativity rather than pay attention to all the positivity and great things going for us. I am 100% guilty of overreacting not necessarily overreacting, but just taking hate to heart and letting it affect how I go about my day and how I continue creating content. This is something that my friend Jessica recently asked me to talk on and a lot of my clients ask about it too. It is really overwhelming, I think, when you first start to gain a presence online and then all of a sudden the negativity starts flooding in. So today we're going to dive into my top three tips for dealing with hate online. Now I did want to do a quick follow up to my last episode about TikTok being banned in the U.S. I'm not sure if you guys all witnessed the outage last week, I would say, on TikTok, where literally there were zero views on every video on the For You page and on feeds. And now I think we might know what that's from. So yesterday, TikTok announced that they are buying $800 million worth of Google storage. I'm pretty sure that is obviously to appease the U.S. government because we would rather have Google stealing our data than China, right? (laughs) Data collection is just such, I mean, I said it's a hot topic about a million times in the last episode, but it really is a hot topic. I do think that data laws are going to shift and change a lot over the next five years. I mean, this hasn't even been an issue that is in existence until the last five years. So things are constantly changing, things are shifting, but for now, I really do not think TikTok is in any danger whatsoever. Also, since I published that podcast, there was an article that came out, I believe in Forbes, that talked about how if Trump actually did ban TikTok, it would damage his numbers in the election because the chunk of undecided voters that he would need support from are also the chunk that disapprove of banning TikTok. So, food for thought. There's a lot of politics surrounding it. Very interesting to dive into it. I suggest you guys do your own research, and I wouldn't just believe headlines, you guys, because headlines are there for clickbait. A creator named TJ I follow, who you guys might know as Cloud Talk, did a video about how everyone was freaking out and how it's all just clickbait, but everyone is just only reading the headlines and they're not actually digging into it. And then they say, oh, well, it got banned in India. Okay, well, it got banned in India because of political reasons. So there's a lot going on, you guys. Just don't freak out. But of course, you should always be diversifying your content. So that should be in the back of your mind all the time anyway, because I mean, look at Vine. That app is totally gone now. We need to make sure we're diversifying across different platforms. In this day and age, there's no reason for us to only be on one platform. So if anything, this would just be a wake-up call that you should be diversifying anyway. 
honestly, this is a topic that sucks to talk about because I shouldn't even have to talk about this, but there's so many people out there that literally just project their negativity and self-hatred and just issues in their own life onto other people on the internet. I cannot say I've ever felt the urge on a post someone makes to spew hate at them. I think there's a difference between, you know, commenting and having a discourse with someone on a post you might not agree with versus straight up just being hateful. So I will say there is kind of two ways to interpret content and comments from people sometimes. And sometimes we can think something is coming across as hateful when it's really just a comment and they're not really thinking about how it comes across. But all in all, when people are commenting things that are super, super violent or negative or just mean, you guys know what I mean? I mean, for me, okay, I'll give you guys an example. For me, a way this manifests in my life is I constantly have women critiquing my eyebrows, which like my eyebrows are microbladed and I prefer a more bold eyebrow, but they're not crazy, okay? Like they're definitely mild compared to most of the Instagram brows out there. I mean, they look good on my face. I like them, whatever. But I get a lot of people that think that it is their job in life to tell me that my eyebrows are too square or they're too dark or they're ugly. And I'm like, okay, but who asked you? No one asked you. And you know what's funny? Most of these people actually don't even have eyebrows that make fun of my eyebrows. So it's kind of maybe like an insecurity that they're projecting onto me. I don't know. I digress. Basically, people project their own insecurities on you or they feel the need to have input into your life. It happens, you guys. I probably get a couple comments a week about my eyebrows. I also get a couple comments a week about my voice, which if you're listening to this podcast, it doesn't bother you. But apparently some people hate the sound of my voice. Um, I think it was Howard Stern who kind of started this thing like mocking women who have vocal fry. And while I totally understand that vocal fry is something you can fix, quote unquote, It is just how my voice sounds, and it will take me years to not have vocal fry just because this is how I've been taught to speak and how I've spoken for years and years and years, and it doesn't make me less intelligent, but there are people out there that are like, no one should listen to people that have vocal fry, and you are just, I don't even know. I get so many hateful things said to me about it. When I do voiceovers or on YouTube, I constantly have people saying, I just can't stand the sound of her voice. It's funny to me because sometimes people will comment in third person saying like, why is she doing that? Like they don't realize that it's like my channel or my video. I get that a lot actually. I think maybe that's because I produce like pretty high quality makeup videos. So maybe sometimes people think it's an ad or it's not me posting it, but I'm like, girl, you're talking to her Um, hi, I'm a human too. So I think it's important for us to realize that so much of what people criticize about us on the internet is not about us. So we're going to jump into my three top tips. That's not even make sense. My top three tips. How about that for dealing with hate online? First and foremost, and this is probably the hardest one, is you have to separate yourself from your content online. This is something I talk to my clients a lot about because a lot of us struggle with feeling inadequate or feeling like we're not doing a good job when our content doesn't perform well. And it's so important to remember that we are just victims of the algorithm and you can produce the most amazing video ever. And if you post it wrong, if one thing goes wrong, if it's at the wrong time, if the app is glitching 
glitching. You will not get the views you deserve and that's okay. It's okay and we got to know that in our heart that we are doing a good job. Just give yourself a pat on the back. But there are people out there that think that they have the right to critique you, which they don't. And it's hard not to take that into consideration when it comes to creating your content. But this is why it's so important to align your brand and your vision so well that you do not care if someone doesn't like your content. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. You know, I have people critique the videos I make and I say, okay, well then don't watch it. Like if you don't like it, then don't watch it. There are little things people will always find to critique no matter what. Like just it blows my mind the things that people find to critique. So if you go into it knowing that there are people that will not like your content and that is okay, you are not for everyone. And that's what makes the whole industry of entrepreneurship so beautiful because if someone doesn't resonate with you, there's someone else out there that's a small business owner that they resonate with instead. So do not beat yourself up when you have people coming to you with things they don't like about your content or that they don't like about you. When it boils down to it, they do not know you. They do not know your soul. They do not know your intent. They do not know your heart. People can come out here and say that you did something maliciously when you really didn't. And at the end of the day, it's all just opinions. Now, I say this with a disclaimer of sometimes we do things online that are hurtful or are hurting people's feelings or that we're not as mindful of. So I'll give you guys an example here. I commented on a pretty big creator's video where she was talking about how she has body image issues and she's having an eating disorder. And I'm like, girl, I feel you like seriously straight up. I also used to have an eating disorder. So I like resonate with that so much. And I commented on it and said, she was talking about how good she feels. And I said, you know what? You look healthy. And when I say you look healthy, I mean like you're glowing, like you look happy, you look blah, blah, blah. And to me, when someone tells me I look healthy, looking back on how unhealthy I used to be and look, to me, that's such a huge compliment. I'm like, thank you. Like, I'm glad that I look healthy and I am healthy. But I had someone comment on it and be like, that's a trigger word for eating disorders and you shouldn't comment that and blah, blah, blah. And while I could have sat there, I did sat there, sit there for a second and say, well, you know, people, I had an eating disorder. I still struggle with body dysmorphia. And when people say, hey, you look really healthy. I'm like, thank you. Like, wow, that, yeah, that means a lot to me. But then he's like, well, you aren't everyone. So I was like, okay, fair enough. I'm not everyone. Deleted my comment, recommented saying you are glowing instead of you look healthy. So yes, there are times when we need to audit ourselves, whatever. Now, was that probably life or death? No, that it really probably, she probably didn't even see my comment because it was a pretty big creator. Um, but I digress. Basically, I think there are some times when we do need to pay attention because the words we're saying can be hurtful or can damage people. But at, at the end of the day, a lot of times the stuff people are critiquing you on is not in the long run, anything that matters. It's just, wow, it just blows my mind sometimes the things people find to make fun of. Like, okay, here's another example. I did a video for Canes where it was a sponsored video. They asked me to do like a hack. And so the only hack I know of is to ask for your chicken fingers extra crispy. And in the video, I said like in the drive-thru, can I get the can I get the three finger combo? And I have a bunch of gross dudes commenting on it being like, yeah, that's not the first time she asked for the three finger combo. And I kind of just had to stop trying to delete them all because uh, it got so overwhelming. So I just had to mentally and emotionally check out and be like, look, they don't know me. 
whatever. They can comment whatever they want. That's a reflection on them and their opinion of women, apparently. So, and I'm also, I'm like, LOL, I'm married. I can ask for all the three-finger combos I want. Um, <laughs> maybe I won't put that in the podcast, but I'm just saying they don't know me, okay? They don't know me, and I had to completely separate myself emotionally from that. Now, did that bother me at first? Absolutely, it did. It pissed me off because I think that's I mean, I, that's just a whole nother issue of feminism and criticizing women. But um, I had to completely separate myself from it. Now, was I going to completely turn the comments off on that post because it uh, bothered me? I could not do that, actually, because it was a sponsored post. So I'll get into that in a little bit more in a second. I guess this was a really long-winded way of saying um, you cannot listen to what other people say about you. And I understand, you guys, like in my heart and soul, that that is a thousand times harder than what I'm saying. Like you can't, it just, it's not an overnight switch. It's something that you have to physically and mentally make that decision to stop caring and separate yourself and then switch the train of thought to, well, that's a comment. That's an algorithm boost. You know, hate is also helping you. That's a, that's a thing that I think, you know, people say there's no such thing as bad publicity. Well, yes, there is. Because if you're like canceled on the internet, that's bad publicity. But at the same time, getting hate comments, while it can be overwhelming and damaging to your mental health, boosts your videos where even more people see it. And a lot of times when you look at the big picture, you are not getting as much hate as you are getting positivity. Now, I will say sometimes it snowballs and we'll talk about kind of what to do about that in a second. So point number two is TikTok has built-in features that help you filter your content. So we first saw this kind of come out in, man, I don't even know what year it was, but it was when everyone hated Taylor Swift. Do you guys remember that? That was like back in the day, okay? And everyone was commenting snake emojis on her posts. Instagram put out a filter feature where you could filter comments and filter specific words. So I always recommend to my clients, if you have a trigger, like for me, if someone called me fat, that could send me into a relapse. If enough people, you know, criticize my body online, it would definitely affect my mental health. It would definitely affect how I see myself. It would affect my body dysmorphia and could potentially send me into a relapse of my eating disorder. And I'm not like willing to risk that. That's not something that I think you should have to deal with, especially if it's an issue that you're sensitive about. So if you do have something that's a trigger for you or that you just know would hurt your soul to see about yourself online, I recommend blocking those keywords. So you can go into your privacy settings on TikTok and choose to filter keywords. Almost every large creator I know does this, and this is not to, what's the word, suppress free speech. I see some people say, oh, well, we don't have free speech. Okay, you have free speech all you want as long as you are not literally damaging someone's mental health. And I don't recommend, obviously, censoring opinions that you're not, you know, supportive of. So whether if you're a political creator, whatever, you know, you can't really censor that because that's all opinions. But hate speech, you can censor. And I'm not going to read you guys all the words I've censored. But, you know, I've had people tell me I have a fupa, which like that's such a stupid thing to have my feelings hurt about. But like, I don't have a fupa and I don't want a bunch of people telling me I have one. Not that that even matters. Like if, if, if you need to know what a fupa is, go ahead and Google it. Like ladies know what I'm saying. But for someone to say that to me as literally a skinny person, 
in someone who's had history of disordered eating, I'm like, I can't see that a bunch of times. Like, I don't want to see that. And it's just mean, okay? So guess what? You don't get to say it because it's mean. So don't um, feel like you're not allowed to censor your own page. It is for the protection of your mental health. It's not to suppress free speech. That's what people kind of want to make it about. But you deserve to have a space that's safe for you to express yourself. And if hate speech and hate and just people being straight up and like mean is damaging that you have a right to censor that content so do not feel like you can't say anything about it don't you don't even you don't have to make an announcement or anything you just do it in the app settings and those comments disappear it's also great for spam if you're getting like certain websites that are spammed on your page when zen first came out i was getting a ton of people putting zen affiliate links i censored out that so you know it's a handy tool but if you find that you're getting hate in one area do that. It's really damaging to read comments that you already have insecurity about over and over and over. And honestly, you don't even have to put up with it. So I recommend preemptively doing it. And if there's something you just don't want said on your page about you, just censor it out and you won't ever see it. There you go. Now, tip number three is my favorite. This one is make sure you have a supportive community around you. This is key, you guys, because when I had a video go viral of me giving like an incorrect fact, uh, people were freaking mean about it, you guys, like mean, mean. And I left it up because I think it's important to show young people on the internet, like it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to say things wrong and it doesn't make you stupid. But like straight up, I had people telling me like, you're an idiot, you should go kill yourself. Like over me misquoting uh, something, basically misquoting a TikTok or an old, it was an old vine. So people literally, you guys will get worked up over the smallest thing. But when you have a community of people around you, that can be like, oh my gosh, this is silly or like, this is stupid. They shouldn't be being mean about that and build you up. Like example, when that was happening to me, Matt was like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I can't believe it's going viral for being a wrong fact. Like good for you. Look at how many views you're getting. Look at all the comments you're getting. That's really going to boost the interaction on your page. And I'm sitting here going, oh my gosh, everyone hates me. I'm so stupid. How could I do that? Also side note, it was Matt's fault that the fact was wrong. So I feel like he was trying to make up for that slightly. But for me sitting here saying, you know, I'm so dumb, blah, blah, blah. And then Matt saying, oh my gosh, how funny is this? These people are helping you get all these views. That mindset shift was like, oh, you're right. I can't take it personally. And I was having like this panic over it. I think this was the first time I got like a lot of hate on TikTok. I was having this panic over it and that helped me so much to just be like, okay, you know what? You're right. And I did at one point turn comments off because I was freaking out and it made me feel better. And I ended up turning it back on because I kind of came to terms with it. I was talking to my friend Josie too, Josette Pimenta on TikTok. If you guys follow her, she probably gets more hate than anyone I've ever seen just because she's gorgeous and hot. Honestly, come on, look at her and really nice. Like people can't seem to fathom that she's as nice and genuine of a person as she is. And she's gorgeous and talented. So people get hate, you guys, and it feels like it's only happening to you, but it's happening to everyone. So do not hyper-focus on it, you guys. You have to have that community around you. If you feel like you're getting that surge of hate in the moment, it is only in the moment. It is not long-term. No one hates you. I mean, unless you freaking do something really bad, then yeah, 
it you're getting canceled. Okay, so just be careful. Um, it's important to be cognizant and aware of other people's cultures and feelings, especially during this time when um, those kind of issues are so prevalent. So obviously, you have to you know separate yourself from what people say about you, what people say to you, and your self-image basically. And that is so hard, you guys. I'm not sitting here saying it's easy, but you have to separate yourself. You have to have a community of supportive people around you and you have the right to not see those words about you if you don't want to. So I hope this helps you guys. If you have any more questions about this area, I would love to dive into it more. These are kind of just my basic tips for it. You have to be so confident in yourself to be a creator online, guys, and you do have to fake it till you make it sometimes. I definitely was not as confident as I am today when I first started creating content Five years ago. So it does take time. You just cannot let haters get into your soul and keep you from achieving your purpose. You know, there used to be like on MySpace, a thing that was like, haters make me famous. And like haters kind of do make you famous. If you look at every celebrity, every big creator out there on the internet, they all have haters. Okay. So one thing my husband likes to say is if you have haters, then you're doing something right. You're on your way up because the only people who get hate are people that are skyrocketing. So also people say like, you know, don't take advice from people you wouldn't trade places with. I constantly think of that. And when you look at all the accounts that you get hate from, it's literally like blank accounts of people that don't make any content themselves. So they don't know how hard it is to take criticism and be in the public eye. So I say all that to encourage you if you are getting hate or you do get your first few hate comments, Y'all, you have the right to delete them. You have the right to filter them, but it does not define you. Those people's opinions do not define you. Those people do not know you. You are so much bigger and so much more important than those words about you. I hope this helps you guys. If you have any questions, you need support, make sure you're part of our TikTok squad community. I would love to have you guys in there. You can always suggest podcast topics in our TikTok squad, or you can shoot me an email, a DM all that jazz, and hopefully I will be able to get your question into an episode. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of TikTok Radio. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave us a review in the iTunes store and let us know what you liked about the episode. We'd love to hear from you. Catch you next week. Peace out, Girl Scout.